0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports, Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Call 317 849 2933. Make an appointment to see Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist you're ever going to see in your life. The only dentist I've seen for the last 26 years. I love going to that office. 317 849 2933. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Game time, four days, four o five. On Sunday afternoon, it's going to be the Colts and the Chargers. And I'll tell you what, we don't know what we're going to see until we see it. You can guess what you're going to see. You can say 10 and 6. You can say 8 and 8. You can say 6 and 10. You can say all of the above. Regardless, we're not really going to know what this team is until they take the field on Sunday and they prove it against a team that went 12 and 4 last year in the AFC West. Are the Colts the real deal? Could they win the AFC South? How the hell do we know? We're guessing at it, but what we do know is this. They're going to be better. They're going to be younger. They're going to be faster. And Jacoby Brissett is going to be a better version of the quarterback that we saw back in 2017, who for three quarters, nine different times, led the Colts to a lead going into the fourth quarter. Now, they didn't hold on to a bunch of those leads, but in 2017, he was good enough with mostly garbage around him to put together a season where if the game was only 45 minutes long the Colts would have won a bunch of them that's something to remember as we gauge at this point and try to predict the success of Jacoby Brissett and if you want to make a bet on the Indianapolis Colts you know what they are to win the Super Bowl today at the the sports book down at Indiana Grand Casino 45 to 1 i like 45 to 1 all right. I also like uh, the, uh, the Washington Nationals at 17-1 to to win the World Series because they've got two outstanding starting pitchers who are going to be stoppers in a series, and you're going to have to beat one of them once in order to win a seven-game series against the Washington Nationals. We'll talk about where you can make those bets in just a few minutes and the guy who runs the operation out at Indiana Grand. That's a good conversation. We'll have it in a few minutes. All right. Andrew Luck's still a story. That's the way it goes. You can get mad at me on Twitter all you want and say, look, you're beating a dead horse. We've had enough of this. You know what? Until we see the Indianapolis Colts play without Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck's absence from the Indianapolis Colts is going to be a story. And so is Jim Ursay, who's rumored to have told Andrew Luck, look, take your time. All right, try to recover. See what happens. There's no point in making a decision until you need to make a decision, and we don't need you to make a decision right now. So don't. Let's put it off. That's the rumor as to what happened. Now, you can suppose in your own mind what motivated Jim Say to say that. Is it better for business the longer the possibility of Andrew Luck playing football exists? Or was this Jim Say wanting to win and trying to put Andrew Locke in a position where he could get back, where he could get back to healthy and rejoin the team? Or was this uh, Jim Say just being a nice guy with Andrew Locke? I'm not sure what the answer is. Jimmer Jimmer say, I believe, is a well-intentioned guy. But I also know he's the owner of a sports franchise, and money in his pocket comes from those who pay for season tickets. So there are a lot of people out there who believe, and this is my Twitter poll today, that... He did it for selfish reasons. Jim Irsay did. There are some who believe that, you know what, he did it because he wants to win. There are others who believe he did it because he's a nice guy. It could be all three of those. These aren't mutually exclusive. So um, Andrew Luck and his departure and the timing of the departure from the Indianapolis Colts seems to have been driven by owner Jim Irsay. And, and we do feel pretty secure in knowing that. Um, like I said, 45 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. You know what? Somebody's got to win the AFC South. And if you win the AFC South, you're going to host a first round playoff game, no matter what your record is. And you got a pretty damn good chance to win that. So that would put you in the final four of the AFC, put you in the dri- divisional round of the playoffs, one game away from the AFC championship game. All right? At a minimum of 30 to 1 odds Colts being 45 to 1. I love it. I think that's who. Who in the AFC is just over the top great? Are the Steelers going to be great? Are the Patriots going to be great? You know who's going to be great in the AFC? Who's just going to run away and hide and go to the Super Bowl every damn year? I don't think there is a team in the AFC like that. And so, all four AFC South teams being at thirty to one or better. Man, I think that makes you feel pretty damn good about investing your money in the AFC South. You could bet them across the board and know that you're going to have a team at 30 to 1 or better odds that make the playoffs and are likely to play in the divisional round of the playoffs. That's one of eight teams left who could win the Super Bowl. That's not bad. That's a pretty good deal, isn't it? I think it is. Or what you can do too is just eliminate the Tennessee Titans from the discussion. Just invest in the other three. Jacksonville, Houston, and Indy. Or you can just invest in Indy if you like. Antonio Brown, how about that guy? He's upset with being fined by the Oakland Raiders, but it's silly. I, you know, I was listening to Dan Dockich today. He's talking to Bill Polian, and Bill Polian saying, you know, the story, it's always about the story with people who are outside the game. Is OBJ upset? Everybody wants to talk about OBJ and whether he's upset. People want to talk about Antonio Brown and whether he's upset. You know how many people in the locker room care that any of these guys are upset? None of them. Zero. Do the coaches care? No. Nobody cares. The media cares. That's it. You care. I care. We care. Because it's interesting. It kind of fasc- fascinates us how a guy like Antonio Brown could make all that money, put himself in the jackpot. This isn't, he's not being fined for something he didn't do. He's being fined for something he absolutely did. And that sit out of certain mandated situations during training camp, during the preseason, and as is prescribed by the CBA, he was fined by the Oakland Raiders. Well, he doesn't like it, so he goes on social media and he says he doesn't like it. Who cares that the guy's upset? I don't understand why the media keeps throwing light on it. And and I'm doing it now, so I know I'm guilty of it, but I'm trying to argue people away from doing it because it just doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with the way a guy plays. It just doesn't. And that's what's important. And Dan Dockage brought up a really interesting point when talking about Andrew Luck. Once Andrew Luck had retired and everybody knew that he had retired, that story, that page turned. And the people in that locker room and the people in that building, they just don't care anymore. You know, think of your own experience when somebody in your workplace gets fired, right? You know what? You're sad, but you're not sad very long. That guy's gone, and you got a job to do, or that woman's gone, you got a job to do, and that's the way it works. We all think when we're in a workplace, boy, oh boy, if, if I get canned, people going to miss me. You'll see or a lot of people think that way. I got to tell you the truth. I did not think that way. I had a pretty damn good idea that when I left, somebody was going to step into my shoes and they were going to do a good job. And that's the way it was going to be. And people there, they were going to wake up the next morning and they were going to go to work and they were going to do what they need to do to keep their job and to excel to the extent that they demand that of themselves. That's what happens in a workplace. And the Indianapolis Colts are no different. Andrew Luck's gone. All right, next man up. Jacoby, let's go. And off you go. You turn the page and you move on. Now, fans aren't going to do that because we become attached not necessarily, and we have no control over the outcome of anything, right? People within the organization, they do have control over some outcomes. People on the roster, they got to go out, they got to play. This is a violent game. you got to be prepared to play. If that means you've got to forget about Andrew Luck, the human being, for a while, And go about your business with the other 52 guys in that locker room. That's what it means. And that's what you do. Um, Let's talk about gaming for a minute because sports betting is now legal in the state of Indiana. You got sports books opening downtown Indianapolis at the Winner's Circle. And I was at one today at uh, the Indiana Grand Casino. It's a a horse tracking casino down off I 74, southeast of town. Dan Dockich was doing his show on 1070 The Fan. And I was there to have lunch with a friend. And there's a sports book, walked around, let let me tell you a story before we go uh, all crazy about sports gambling for a minute. Um, On my way out, I, I thought, you know what, I'll put 20 bucks in a slot machine, and this tells you what a lightweight I am as a gambler and how absolutely I dread the thought of losing. All right, so I put 20 bucks in a Wheel of Fortune machine, and you can bet up to three credits. So I go three credits bust, three credits bust, three credits bust, three credits, and I win 10. So at that point, I got 19. Do this a couple more times. I win 10 again. That somehow puts me up to 22. Somehow or another, all this betting got me to $22 on my $20 investment. Do you know what I did? The sad ass that I am. I cashed out. I took my $2 and I walked out. I went, I got my ticket. Here came 22 bucks, two over the initial investment, put it in my pocket. I said, I'm a winner. That is absolutely ridiculous. At any rate, you can go to one of these places, and, and it is beautiful, and it's fun, and it's a bar, and they got TVs everywhere, big giant-ass TV, really, really fun place, and you can go watch games, you can, uh, you can bet on the games, and there is not a better investment in the casino than sports betting because you can bet. And I've done this a million times in Vegas. When you get down a little bit and you need to kill some time, you go to the sports book and you bet like 20 bucks on a baseball game and you sit and you watch the game. And if 20 bucks is enough to kind of float your boat and keep you interested, that's three hours gone where worst case scenario, you're going to lose 20. That is a great way to spend time at a casino with very very manageable risk. Anyway, you can go there, you can bet on who's going to win the NFL championship, you can bet on all the games this weekend, you can bet on who's going to win the World Series. Again, the Washington Nationals at 17 to 1 that drew my eye because you got Scherzer and Strasburg And they have been pretty damn good since about June 1st. So I like the Nationals. Plus, the Nationals absolutely took the Cubs to the woodshed in a three game series a couple of weeks ago. And uh, doing that at Wrigley Field, that is not easy. The Cubs, they're pretty good at home, but the Nationals looked like a much better team than the Cubs. And so if the Cubs and the Nationals match up in the playoffs, i got to tell you, the Nationals look really good. Now, are they are going to be able to beat the Dodgers in a seven-game series? That's kind of the nut-cutting question. I don't know whether that's the case, but I do know you're going to be able to bet on it at Indiana Grand Casino. All right, let's talk to Colin Skidmore. You run everything out here at the Indiana Grand Casino and Sportsbook, right? Uh, currently, I'm a
1: director of table games and Sportsbook. I know more about table games than I do Sportsbook, but
0: Austin Ordino, my manager, has been helping me. How does this work? So you go up there, like for a, a beginner who hadn't been out to Vegas and hadn't been to a sports book, what do you do?
1: So basically what you'll want to do is, uh, first of all, talk with one of our wonderful uh, t- uh, writers here. They'll be able to walk you through the process. But you'll want to pick up a sheet and look at what you can bet. So pick a sport that you like, maybe a game that's on, and you read that sheet and it will kind of show you what uh, you can bet and the odds on there. Now the minus and the plus, especially to a beginner, uh, it can be – be confusing so we have some pamphlets that explain the
0: basics and again our team here will help you walk through it are these odds different from what we see in vegas are these localized odds or do you get odds from the big caesars we get odds from the
1: big caesars so uh there's a hub of geniuses right these math geniuses out there that look at all the games and figure out the mathematics behind it and then put the line where it needs to be and it adjusts in real time
0: can you bet everything out here? What can you bet?
1: Uh, you know, I looked at all the different kinds of things. You see rugby. You can see lacrosse. Really? There's all sorts of inter Bowling, uh, darts I saw on there. Uh, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find something you couldn't bet on. <laughs> they,
0: and you can bet on season stuff, like the Colts are 45-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, that yep. kind of thing, which seems like a good number. I think so
1: as well. Yeah, that's a futures. That's what we call them. So you can make future wagers. And, uh, yeah,
0: when the Colts win, you win that money, right? Table games. Let's yes. talk about table oh, well, that's games. My, my bread. All right. How exactly does that work? Because if, if, there are no live dealers, so you stand out here and, and you're betting against the house no matter what the game is. How does that all work? Yeah, so uh, the, right now, right, they have the ETGs,
1: right? That's what we call them, the, the electronic table games. Uh, we right. are going to live dealers. We're going to move some slot machines uh, aside. We're going to replace some of those ETGs that we have out there with real blackjack tables, craps tables, roulette tables. Really? Uh, yes, and it's all coming January 1st at midnight, Kent. So we're very excited about it.
0: So we don't have to go to French Lick anymore if we want live people <laughs> dealing cars. You said it. (laughs) You said it. Beautiful. And you've got this just beautiful. Like the huge screen... And so you watch games here, you have a very nice time, and it's a great place to kick back, enjoy a cocktail, enjoy a sandwich, and and watch a game with a little bit of action. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, I mean, uh, like you said, these TVs are beautiful. And on top of it, too, we're looking at uh, even rentable space, whatever that looks like. We haven't figured out that model, where you can actually book those couches there. And this is coming in the future. And you see there's some Xboxes there. Right. And you could book a TV and an Xbox and play Madden with your friends while you're wagering on sports and watching all the other games.
0: Very cool. So that'll be a VIP area. VIP area.
1: We haven't confirmed that's not live yet, but we're working on a on a plan to bring that to you guys. So it'll be exciting.
0: What about people now? Can they just cop a squat on there and
1: watch (laughs) what they want? They can cop a squat, but we still have control of the TVs at this time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Colin. I appreciate it. It
1: Great talking to you.
0: That's Colin Skidmore, the director of table games and the sports book out at Indiana Grand Casino. Get out there. It's absolutely lovely, beautiful. You're going to have all kinds of fun. want to remind you, tonight the Indy 11, they host the Eastern Conference leading New York Red Bulls 2. Going to be a great time out at Lucas Oil Stadium. Get out there, support the, uh, the boys in blue. All right, one other thing. I'm on ESPN.com and they've got the body issue and so you look because why wouldn't you? But I don't like Looking at the men, I don't like looking at Jerry Rice. I don't like Javi Baez. I don't want to see Javi Baez naked. Does that make me somehow like not a uh, not a well cultured guy? I don't know what it is anymore. But now, in order to see women who are naked, I got to look at guys who are naked. When did this become a rule? I am against this rule. I don't mean I'm not a, into pornography, but for the love of God, I, I am really, really, really opposed to male pornography that that is not good we we don't allow that in the home i make no apologies for that tomorrow morning breakfast with kent eight o'clock on facebook live 8 15 on periscope live a show so nice we do it twice please join me brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry